Welcome to Life and Transition Experts Podcast, a community of professionals, entrepreneurs, and service providers committed to growing their business by serving others through life's biggest challenges, including probate, estate planning, and small business growth. Join the Life and Transition Experts Facebook group and YouTube channel for free resources, tips, and strategies to help let your light shine. Hosted by Courtney Rollins, the Durham, North Carolina probate expert. All right, let's dive headfirst into this episode. Hello, how are you? This is Courtney Rollins, the host of the Life in Transitions Experts podcast, here with another uh, hopefully helpful piece of content for you at the Life in Transitions Expert podcast. We are here and we pretty much help people with the property and stuff when they're dealing with life's biggest transitions, uh, such as uh, selling a property or going through the probate process or helping a senior move from one space to another. There are a lot of things that are involved there and the more resources and tools and that you have, the better prepared you can be. So that's what we try to do here. Uh, as I said, I am the host of the podcast. So if you are listening to this, thank you so much. Please hit a like, please hit a, give me a review and um, if subscribe, all that good stuff. It really helps me get that information out there. Same thing with the YouTube channel and Facebook channel. And if you would like to ask questions or or if this is live, feel free to drop it in. Or if you'd like to be a member, maybe you're in the space where you are helping families or helping people through transitions uh, uh, or perhaps, yeah, feel free to, to, to reach out and we could make sure you get up here and share your great work. Um, and so there are often times when someone is selling a property or selling a home um, and they need to sell it for speed and convenience. Um, and quite often those funds that they're going to use have some very important, you know, or earmarked for something very important for the next step in their life, whether it's for moving into a new home or perhaps it's to start a project, perhaps it's even to use for an investment. Um, the challenge can be, though, is that sometimes people, sellers will need a place to stay and still need the funds from the property. But how can you get the funds from the property if you've already sold it, right? So today we're talking about a strategy or a technique or going to ask the question, can you stay in the property after you have sold the property? And short answer, yes, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, of course, long answer is definitely it uh, with so many things. It depends. So let's take a look at some things to consider if you are in this place or you need or perhaps you're someone who could offer this type of service to folks because this could actually stand, set you aside from other folks who um, perhaps are providing similar services. And if you want to differentiate yourself, this is something that you could do. So uh, let's take a look. As you see, I'm sharing my screen. Hey, I thought I had this up to present mode. Yes. So stay in property after you sell house for cash. All right. So let's look at a couple of things that you could do. Seller proceeds hold back. This is one that I often use. Uh, I actually recently just used it. Uh, actually, the two transactions that I'm that I've closed on one, two, 
the last two transactions closed on uh, this week and next week have seller proceeds hold back. And so in this scenario, all you'll need to do or all the buyer or the closing attorney or uh, title escrow company that's doing the transaction will need to do is hold some of the proceeds back from the sale. Uh, sometimes in the size of it depends on the size of the of the deal. If you're doing a million dollar home, you may actually have like 30, 40,000 held back. Or let's say if you're expecting $200,000 back, you may hold 30, 40,000. If you're expecting $10,000 back, you may, they may hold 2000 in escrow. The buyer doesn't hold on to it, but the closing attorney or the uh, title company that's doing holds the proceeds until um, the property has been vacated. And usually there's some stipulation if there's damages that happen in between that time, it's uh, it's taken out of the proceeds. But it's a way to protect the, the buyer and wait for the seller to get the, a lot of their funds up front so they can do what they need to do. All right. Another one is seller finance. Perhaps the seller could become the bank. And this, uh, this has worked really well if the seller, one, is trying to avoid the gains of pat, uh, capital gains um, that comes when you sell something. Um, and if they're trying to get passive income, because it's usually going to be a, a you know monthly payment. But check with your your attorneys and CPAs. I'm not an attorney or CPA, not giving financial advice, just sharing my opinion. Because there are stipulations to make sure that you can fit certain you know tax brackets. Certain facts have to be established. Um, but as far as seller finance, even if you put aside the tax uh, benefits or for whatever reason it's not structured to benefit from the taxes, it still could benefit you and the buyer because you could say, okay. Uh, this buyer is supposed to give me this certain amount. I'll finance this amount for the next two weeks, one month, three months, whatever it is. And this is how much it is. And since it's a uh, structure of seller finance, the buyer, um, the proceeds um, will can still go to the buy seller and give the seller time to stay in the property afterwards. So it's a cool strategy. Seller rent back is actually you could buy the property and then actually rent the property back to the seller, have them sign a short term rental lease. And uh, quite often the money is coming directly from the proceeds. So it could stay in escrow. It could just be pulled to you uh, monthly or however you all set it up. So that's another option there. Those are three options there. So just think about uh, hold, seller proceeds, hold back, seller finance and seller rent back. Um, there may be some other strategies out there, but those are the three main ones that we go to quite often. Make sure everything is documented. Make sure everyone's on the same page and that the closing attorneys have these um, items documented. All right. Also, just recognize that the, the, the funds will be held in third party escrow. I will highly recommend that as opposed to letting the buyer hold on to the funds because I mean that's what the third parties are for there uh, to have a little bit higher level of. Um, of I don't know what I'm looking for. Higher level of. Of just protection, I suppose, for everybody involved. Oh, case study. Oh, yeah, I just recently did this with a client. I changed his name for the sake of our conversation here, but he uh, actually was helping with his wife's. Um, unfortunately, she passed away, and helping him with the probate case, probate process. I ended up finding out that his mother passed away five years ago, and he needed help closing out that estate. So, was able to support him through that. And then he called back um, a while later and said, "Hey, I actually, I think I'm ready to move." Uh, he's ready to, to make a change. He wanted to start over in the house he was living in, just too many memories and just wanted to close that part of his chapters. So, um, but he needed, so, well, what was awesome is that I was able to connect him with all of them, our senior placement agents and find the right community for him. The community that he found was awesome, but he needed funds to move in. 
but he wanted to sell the property. So we were able to arrange it, gave him uh, four weeks, I think it was. And I think we held about $5,000 in escrow, was able to receive the rest of his funds, able to even help him move. Uh, uh, actually, I paid for the move and all that good stuff just to you know support him um, uh, even more so in the transition. And now he's at his new home, new community. Shout out to All About Seniors. They were um, they were awesome. And um, yeah, so this is a great strategy. I know it works and it can work um, for folks. So yeah, let's see. So yeah, that's 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 pretty much the jam, Jimmy Jam right there. Ask, you have to ask for it, folks. If you are working with a professional home buyer, they should know this strategy. If they don't, maybe you're introducing it to them and they can uh, learn a little bit more about it and add this to their tool belt. Uh, yeah, so hope this helped for you. And as always, I hope you let your light shine. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Life and Transition Experts podcast. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. Also, remember to join the Life and Transition Experts Facebook group to help us continue to grow and reach others. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.